And we're doing it live in three, two. You may very well be putting those nipples to work before you know it. Before we get started, I wanted to talk about something really quick. I was recently thinking about Disney's Beauty and the Beast, which I do far often than you'd think I would. And I was thinking of something that has nothing to do with Stockholm Syndrome. The thing I was thinking is that the Enchantress is evil. Like, really evil. Just to preface this, let me give you all a quick reminder of some of the details about the movie so that you don't have to go Google them. The Beast was once a prince who was a brat to an old woman who turned out to be an Enchantress and cursed the whole castle. To break the curse, the Beast must learn to love and be loved by his 21st birthday or be doomed to remain a Beast forever and all of his servants will remain objects forever. Then, if you recall that in the song Be Our Guest, Lumiere says the line, Ten years we've been rusting, and since the movie takes place during the year leading up to Beast's 21st birthday, we can use arithmetic to figure out that the Beast was only ten years old when he was cursed by the Enchantress. Not some stuck-up wealthy man, but just some bratty kid. And this Enchantress curses the entire castle just because she thinks that's the best way to teach a child a lesson. Now, even worse than that, you know Chip? Lovable, adorable little Chip? In order to have been born before the curse, Chip has to be at least 10 years old during the events of the movie. And if you've seen the movie, then you know that there is no way that he is a day older than that. That means that there are really only two possible things going on with Chip, and neither one of them is a good thing. Possible thing number one, Chip has been a cup his entire life. He would have been too young to remember being a human, so for his whole life, dancing plates and barking stools would be the only things he knew. He would never even have seen a human in person, or anything other than the castle, for that matter. Imagine the effects of going from being a cup your whole life, to suddenly having limbs and a stomach and a flesh would have on a ten-year-old boy. Possible thing number two, Chip has been the same age for ten years. We know that the beast ages because he has to in order to fulfill the requirements of the curse, but he's the only one that gets transformed into a living creature. There is a possibility that since the servants were all turned into inanimate objects, they stopped aging physically. But even if he remained physically a child, you'd think that maybe he might at least develop mentally, but nope. After 10 years of being a cup, Chip is still the same child that he was before the curse. Did he literally learn nothing at all from anyone for those 10 years? No moral lessons, no tidbits of information from adults about what the world was like? Was he so traumatized from the experience that it stunted his mental development? Will the trauma carry over after he has changed back, making growing up an even more difficult experience for him? So in conclusion, the Enchantress is the real villain of Beauty and the Beast, and she doesn't give two fucks about cursing people, uh, including children, on a whim. Anyway, uh, I'm done rambling. Let's start the podcast. Welcome to the Nas Show, the show where two men try to be as entertaining as possible in the hopes that you might even pay us for it someday. I'm Nick. I'm Wesley. And we're going to start talking about things. Alright, so how's your day been, Nick? Oh, well, it's been pretty fantastic. Uh, I started playing uh, this game last week uh, called Undertale. Uh, it's super fun. It's a retro-style RPG. It's got amazing music and amazing characters. Uh, and I'm finally at the final boss, cool. uh, and cool. it's just been a blast to play. I highly recommend it to you, Wesley, and to anyone listening, yeah, also. Yeah, I, um, I kind of miss 
little eight bit games like that. It's, yeah, it's fun. Oh, it's super fun. It's very earthboundy. I gotta, I gotta get on that and try it out. Too bad you can't actually share it with me. Yeah, the that's the one downside. Digital. One downside of digital games. Oh well. Um. Well, Nick, happy Back to the Future Day. Oh yeah, it's man. That stupid day in the movie. Oh yes. <laughs> Oh, that but, reminds me. I was going to wear my pockets inside out all day today. So oh, let, let shit, me do yeah. that. I got to do it too. <laughs> Hold on. All right. This is great radio. Boom. There too we go. We don't have video. Pockets inside out. Pockets inside out. You can't out. see all it. Right. All the young kids these days are doing it apparently. Yeah, that's what They're I heard. Their hoverboards and did flying see, cars and their did, Pepsi Next. Did you see that um, video that Christopher Lloyd did as Doc Brown in the DeLorean for today? Where he's no, I didn't see saying it. like, it's not the future that we imagined, but that just means that your future isn't written yet. Uh, and it was super, super touchy and like, oh man, Christopher Lloyd is great. Uh, but oh my god, he's ancient. He is. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> he's been an old man since the 80s. Yeah, they, um, there was another uh, video I saw that was like, it was a short little like 30 second clip of um, of Christopher Lloyd and Michael J. Fox talking at like a diner booth about like, wh like, eight, like what they thought was going to be around in 2015. And, and it was... It was yeah, just a little heartwarming moment. Like, oh, yeah. they're t they're talking. They're, being they're doing friends. the thing. They're doing the thing. Oh, isn't that nice? So, uh, but yeah, yeah, I I read an article on Feedly uh, that said that uh, for today, you know, like in Back to the Future Two, when uh, he when he's in the diner and he sees that that quote unquote ancient arcade machine, <laughs> that vintage arcade machine, the uh, 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 Wild Gunman. Uh, apparently, Nintendo is re-releasing that game for the for or for the Wii U today. Ooh, interesting. I find that uh, kind of cool. I mean, yeah, that's that's a very good. Like, I wish way I had to a cash Wii U in. <laughs> it's a good way to cash in. <laughs> kind of like how what Pepsi's doing. They're actually for today. They're releasing the Pepsi that he orders in the movie. Good. They're releasing that. Everyone that wanted. The, of Pepsi. Everyone wanted that. I don't even drink soda anymore, but. I mean... Yeah, they're even doing that stupid glass bottle that looks like a Voss bottle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Voss. Yeah, over o overpriced. Apparently yeah. they're... They're only making a limited supply of it, so it's only gonna... Like, so it's collectible. It's so, collectible. So you, you're you better off not drinking this Pepsi. Yeah, if you drink it, you're an ass. Well, I mean, you're better off not <laughs> drinking any Pepsi, but this particular Pepsi... <laughs> this particular Pepsi is... Uh, it's worth something. Yeah. And for be... today, I just... Made this little clip. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Doc. Uh, are you telling me that you built a time machine? How do these nuts? Alright. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just had to do it. Alright. What else have we been up to lately, man? Oh, well. Uh, my birthday was a couple weeks ago. Oh, you, yeah, were, yes. you were there, there for some of that. With the drinking and the pool shooting. Oh my god, talk about our lives is so boring. We should have prepared more things. We should have. Alright, we're back, and we actually have shit to talk about now. Okay, so, Nick, uh, on Kotaku, today, YouTube announced a premium subscription service that will allow users to pay a $10 a month fee to watch videos without ads. Basically, we're going to be paying $10 a month to do shit that YouTube originally did for free. <laughs> I have Adblocker Pro on my computer, on my browser, so I don't give a crap. They've titled it YouTube Red, which may remind people of a certain not-safe-for-work website. <laughs> YouTube, that's great. Oh, man. If you oh, were going to subscribe to YouTube Red, just get Adblocker Pro 
on your. Um, then again, who are I? I don't know if they're doing uh, if they're going to be like uh, putting a blocker. Uh, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like uh, detectors on their website, like Hulu does. Like Hulu can detect when you're using an ad blocker and then punish you for it. Uh, yeah, hmm, but an uh, ad block plus, not pro. Uh, so far, I've never experienced that with YouTube. Adblock tends to update for things like that, in my experience, so it wouldn't be too much of a problem. I've never had a problem with that, uh, so I'm going to not pay for YouTube as I continue to do that. I'm just going to keep not paying to watch YouTube Honestly, videos. Honestly, I think lately, like, YouTube has been basically pushing their users away from them. Like, yeah. Oh, the I, whole Google Plus thing. Yeah, like, I don't really use YouTube anymore. I yeah. don't. I don't go on there very much. I go on there to look up a specific they, video, but I don't browse yeah, YouTube they, anymore. They've made it so difficult to use their website. I'm just, I just don't want to use it anymore. And even this just kind of puts the nail in the coffin. I don't want to use it. So yeah. YouTube. You're a basic bitch. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Travis Barker details new Blink-182 songs. They sound different, but still the same. That doesn't, that's oxymoronic. That is. That, that, they sound different, but the same. <laughs> We're Blink-182, and we try stuff new. That rhymed. I'm proud of you. <laughs> that was the dumbest thing I've said all day. Yep. All right, in an interview with NME, Travis Barker offers a brief look into Blink-182's new Matt Skiba-influenced sound. Okay, I just find it so freaking weird that they're going ahead with Matt Skiba. I mean, I love Blink-182, and I know that, like, Tom left, but... It's basically plus 44! Yeah. It's freaking plus 44! Why don't they just be plus 44 I know, I'm point? like... The the whole like Blink One Eighty Two was Mark and Tom being yeah. Mark and Tom with Travis in the background. Yeah, now it is. What is this, is this gonna be, Mark? Yeah, now is it's it gonna just be Mark. Mark and Matt. Mark and Matt in the morning. We should change our names to Mark and Matt we and then be do Mark the show in the morning. And we, yeah, and we could release it on the mornings. That'll be. Uh, quote: hey. They sound different, but still the same. End quote. He says on the band's new. Songs, obviously, it's Matt Skiba singing, so there's hints of Alkaline Trio, or at least Matt's contribution to Alkaline Trio. Oh, okay, so, he's singing. But, that, that's even more not Blink-182. Yeah, it, they, why don't they just call it something different? That's, everyone knows <sighs> the Blink-182 sound, and they're losing all of it, it might as well be something like, different and even, at this like, point. Like, even in their, la in their last few albums, like, Tom DeLonge did most of the singing. Yeah. I realized <clears throat> you can't see nodding. On a podcast, so I had to vocalize. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so read more. Tom DeLong explains his reason for Blink-182. Whatever. We already know that. That's because he had he had contracts and. Apparently, they're gonna be going on tour with a day to remember. Hmm. I, I, I like both of those bands, but that's not really a good combo for a tour. That is an odd. That's an odd music, combo. That's like it's like '90s pop punk. With, like, well, I guess A Day to Remember has some pop-punk stuff, but it, like, it's mostly post-hardcore screamo. Yeah. Like, although their, they their live shows although are mostly screamo. We did see them play with, um, with, uh, My Chemical Romance, and they're a very emo band. I, I didn't... Wait, what? You and I... No, that was Taking Back Sunday. No, we went and we saw didn't... them with My Chemical Romance. I've never seen A Day to Remember live. Oh, no, no, I'm talking about Blink-182, dumbass. Blink-182 oh, and My Chemical Romance. I was Romance. talking about A Day to Remember. I was talking about that we saw My Chemical Romance with, with, oh, yeah. with Blink-182. And that's clashing. That's two very uh, different yeah. sounds. Two very different sounds. Yeah, and, and again, I also did see that Wiz Khalifa Fall Out Boy thing, The Boys of Summer. 
Boys of the ah. Summer. Hmm. See, that that concert was a little weird to me because, like, I'm like when we got there, I'm like, this is two completely different crowds. It's yeah. Fall Out Boy, this pop band with rap. Yeah, it's <laughs> like we went and saw the first time we saw Blink One Eighty Two. Uh, it was Weezer and Three O Three opened for them. Yeah, that, and that was that was. I have never seen 303 on purpose, but I've seen them live three times. I saw them twice because they were at Vans Warped Tour both times I went, and I saw them when we went to see Blink-182. I don't care for them. Yeah, I don't. that whole Red Wings comment that the girl made was absolutely... Oh, no, that was not... Oh, wait, no, no, that wasn't... That, that was, was Matt and Kim. That was Matt and Kim. No, you're thinking of the second time. No, 303 didn't make any comment like that. They just played their music, which isn't that great. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> That's how they I offended was th- me. I, okay, then I was thinking of a completely different band. You, you were thinking of Matt and Kim. I was thinking of Matt and Who Kim. sucked live. They were, they were terrible. Oh, my God, they were awful. But, like, as I was saying about the, the Fall Out Boy Wiz Khalifa thing, like, Amber and I got there, and we were so weirded out, because I'm like, this is two completely different crowds. You can tell who was there to see Fall Out Boy and who was there to see Wiz Khalifa. Like, all the people who were there to see Fall Out Boy were, like, teenagers dressed in, like, like scene, scene emo, emo yeah. clothes. And, like, I can picture it. Yeah, like, the typical, all the scene kids there for Fall Out Boy. And then you, you see all the people there for, for Wiz Khalifa, like, I don't know how to describe their clothes without, without sounding offensive. Like, the girls dressing, like, really skimpy... And the guy's dressing like... Dressing like they're going to the club. Yeah, okay, they're going to the club. I don't want to sound <laughs> had horrible. Some, had some trouble coming up with that one, Try, did we? Yeah, having some trouble being PC. <laughs> but, you know what? Uh, you PC, bro? So, yeah, like, when we're at the concert, like, Wiz Khalifa's playing first. And so, obvi- like, obviously, the, we're in the seats... So you kind of just checked out? Uh, let, let me finish. So, All right. like, or we're watching the concert, and there's... And all the people around us that are obviously there to see Wiz Khalifa, they're singing along, they're doing all their uh, all their things, dancing along, whatever. They they know his, they obviously know his stuff. Then Fall Out Boy comes on, and I'm really surprised that the same people that were singing along to Wiz Khalifa were also singing word for word every Fall Out Boy song. Huh? And then it dawned on me that is perfect marketing. All the people that are listening to Wiz Khalifa now, when they were teenagers. In the early 2000s, we're listening to Fall Out Boy. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, wow. Sorry, let me pick up those bits of mind that I just splattered on your wall. At first, I was weirded out, but then I, I actually was like, that, that is actually great marketing. That, that, that was is very smart. That's a very smart Well, that's like, that's like what Toy Story Kimbra did. smacking the stand with her yeah. tail. That's what Toy Story did with Toy Story 3. You know, they waited for um, uh, all the kids that watched the original Toy Story to be our age, and then they released a story about the, their kid going away to college and the toys have to start a new beginning. Like, it's... That's mm-hmm. the whole thing. They That was very, very smart. Also made everybody in the world cry. Yep. Damn it, crying you over, made me sad. Crying over animated toys. Not even real toys. Animated toys. They did the same thing with Monsters, Inc., though. The original Monsters, Inc., and then they waited until all the people that watched that were college age and released Monsters University, because that's relatable to the people that saw the first one. Oh, man. Incredibles 2. I'm excited. Are you excited for Incredibles 2? I... I want to see it. I don't know if I'm excited for it. I'm so happy they're doing it. I've been waiting for it for a long time. It's going to be like I overhyped. Liked, I liked the Incredibles, but, like, I don't... 
really know if I'm too excited about it. But then again, you know me. I'm not really a movie guy. Right now, the only movie I'm looking forward to is Star Wars. Oh, hey, uh, you know, the thing is, I'm dreading that it's going to be a second Phantom Menace where everyone's like, oh, man, it's new Star Wars. And then it actually comes out and it's a big disappointment. And it's terrible. That's exactly what happened with Phantom Menace. Dog. Yep. Yeah, Phantom Menace was one of the highest grossing movies ever. And it's also widely regarded as one of the worst movies. I don't want to be one of those, like, pre-skeptics that are like, Oh, it's going to be horrible. It's going to be horrible. I don't want it. I can't, I can't help but be skeptical about it because I've been disappointed before. Luckily, George Lucas is not attached to this one. And they made a very big point to make sure that we knew George Lucas wasn't attached to this one. Honestly, I think <laughs> the reason why the, the those three, the, the, the last three were so horrible is because George Lucas made them horrible. Yeah, no. Be, like, George Lucas made the originals horrible. Yeah, no, the reason <laughs> the... Well, I mean, we could go into the, the original Star Wars. They actually aren't as good as everyone says, as much as I love them. They're a little cheesy, but... They but, are... And, and again, what isn't from the 70s? But here's the thing about the original Star Wars. They're just as bad as the, as the prequel, but the prequel makes us have to look at them and see, maybe our favorite movies aren't that great. And that's why everyone hates the prequels, because they make us have to look at our own thing. The blatant incest in the original, in the Ridge between Leia and Luke, because they weren't well, like, shot. What do you, What do you mean that we have to look at our own thing? Like what? what at do you our mean? own. Well, what I mean is because we see the prequels and we hyperanalyze them because they're the originals that that we loved, the first ones that we saw. And I know this is speaking as a guy that wasn't alive when yeah, they first came I, out. Because I'm saying like, like the but, people who were around when they first came out still love them. Yeah, no, no, and I love them. I saw the originals before I saw the prequels because yeah. that was. Awesome, because uh, you know you I lived because I lived an awesome life when I was a kid. Uh, <laughs> but the thing is, being faced with the prequels as bad as they are, we ha we're forced to look back at the originals and say maybe those aren't as good. They were it's reflective, you know what I mean. Eh, I can kind of see where you're coming yeah. from. Yeah, to be to be critical of one and not of the other is um, is hypocritical. Hey oh Bam, I don't know where I'm going with this. How very inappropriate, thank you. Uh but yeah, you have the incest between Luke and Leia because the movies weren't were written as they were shot. So the Luke and Leia being brother and sister probably wasn't even an idea until after they kissed. And so instead of just keeping that uh, George Lucas decided that he didn't want to have a love triangle, so he made Luke and Leia siblings, which made that whole thing gross. Not to say that Han and Leia being together isn't any less gross, because Leia is like 17 during the movies, and Han is in his goddamn 30s. It's fucking gross. It's all Ray terrible. Robert. Yeah, and... Hello. Then again, hello, we've Kimbra. seen worse. That's true. Uh, and ha I also fuck the extended universe, just so you know. I, I like the, the extended universe is cool, but I don't consider any of it canon. It exists to explain away the fact that 
Han Solo misused the word parsec. I'm convinced that that's the only reason we have the extended universe, because someone wanted to cover that up. Like, oh no, it's because he traveled through a warpool, which made the distance he traveled less in the Kessel Run. But what really happened was that George Lucas thought parsec was a cool word to use, so he threw it in there, which means that Han thought it was a cool word to use, and so he used it, even though neither George Lucas nor Han Solo actually knew what it meant. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, a lot of people were freaking out about that whole, like, oh, they threw out the extended universe, but honestly, I'm, I'm, who really gives a shit? Like, it, it, Yeah, no, I'm glad they did. I'm so glad they threw out the extended universe. But, like, the thing is, like... With the like with the with the extended universe, like it's not created by yeah. the team who makes it. Sorry, extended so universe like, isn't canon. Like whoever like started complaining, like oh like it like they got rid of all the stories that I love. It's like no, well you, the people who wrote those stories have absolutely nothing to do with the actual story. It's they fan fiction. They, it, it is fan fiction. It's like it's like it's trying very to, it's, it's very well produced fan fiction. It's like trying to say that Fifty Shades of Grey is actual canon to Twilight. Yeah. <laughs> That was a horrible analogy, but it worked. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. But honestly, though, I, I think that they're going to try to, like, use some of the canon. I think they just did that whole, like, overthrowing out the canon just so people wouldn't suspect what was coming. No. I think they're going to try to use they, some of it. They they might give a little nod to it, but I don't think they're going to use because, like, the extended universe's you, canon. Looking, looking at that la at the trailer that just came out, the, the, that brand new one a couple days ago, I kind of had the weird suspicion that the new Sith... And that girl in the trailer, I have like this weird suspicion that they're brother and sister. Oh, I suspect that the new Sith is Luke. He's no, he's I, been... I suspect it's Luke's son. I think it's Luke's son. Luke has because been in in the extended universe. There, like Luke's son becomes a Sith. I don't think it's Luke. I think that it's his son. Yeah. See, but all the the other main three, Han, Leia, and Chewbacca, have all shown up in the trailers. Luke is notably absent in all the trailers. He was Is that Mark his... Hamill's face in the X-Wing? I could I could swear that's his face in the X-Wing. I don't think so. I'd have to rewatch it, but I don't think that's him. I think they just show a brief glimpse of him. Uh I think they're I I I think they're purposely waiting to show Luke because he's the biggest character in the story. Um Everyone thinks Han Solo's cooler than Luke. Let's be real here. Yeah, but Luke's the main character. Yeah. Let's be real. Luke is the main character. Yeah, Han he Solo is the main may character. be a, a cool character because he's this, like, bad boy outlaw, whatever. Yeah, because he's a, he's a scruffy but now, looking But now he's like a 60-year-old... Scruffy-looking scruffy nerd looking. <laughs> <laughs> Like, he, he's not the main character. I think that's why they're waiting to show Luke. Yeah, that... And also, look, look at the... They've shown the Sith's body. They've shown his body. Mark Hamill looks nothing like that. Yeah. <laughs> but that doesn't mean Luke doesn't look like that. We live in an age where we can crap out CGI So we're gonna nothing. do a whole Captain America thing here and just Photoshop Luke... <laughs> or uh, Mark Hamill's face onto, like... A better body. Better body. Probably. Probably. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised at all. <laughs> that, 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 then, now, that would just be weird. That would be the Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> if they did that, that oh, would be the Jar Jar. No, no, the Jar Jar Binks is uh, Orb 2D2. What? Oh, BB-8. <laughs> <laughs> why would you do? Why would you just keep R2D2? You're clearly going for the familiarity to bridge the series. Why not just keep them? Why make this stupid ball? 
But nobody knows. But then again, well, I think about it. Like, do you think? Do you really think that robot's gonna stick around for thirty-five years? R two D two? Yeah, probably. He stuck around for thirty years before, between the prequels and the original trilogy. Why not another thirty-five years? Well, nineteen years. Oh, nineteen years. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. How how long is it in the series between between the prequels and the original trilogy? I know in real time what it's if nineteen years. BB eight is just R two D 2s consciousness inside a new robot. Well, they then, just upload. They just uploaded his files to a new body. Well, then that's still stupid because <laughs> he's stupid. a stupid fucking ball. <laughs> I actually like. I'm kind of excited to see what that becomes. But then again, you could like they could have just done what they did with Jar Jar and like, hey, look at this char- this new character. Oh, he sucks. Yeah, <laughs> you know what he is? He's a toy. He's a toy. He's, he's a toy. He's a, he's a marketing toy. He's a toy. That's what Jar Jar Binks was. That's what the Ewoks were. They're toys. Yeah. All right. All right. I don't know. You, you can sift through that. I don't know if there's anything else we can talk about. Yeah, I think I think we're pretty good here. All we can right. Wrap it up. Well, thank you everybody for listening. This is uh, the first episode, kind of a test run of the Nah Show. Yep. It's the pilot. Uh, once again, I am Wesley. You I'm f- Nick. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Wesley D Rose. Uh, I'm at It's Nick Helmer, I think. That, is that it? I no, don't remember. Yours is, yours is no, ho- I changed homo it. sapien Nick. I changed it. Oh, you changed it? Yeah. Well, Puppies. Well, I'm going to search for you on Twitter real quick. Yeah. See, let's make sure here. Yeah. Uh, Nick. It's Nick Helmer. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I was right. Woo! I remembered my new Twitter name. Uh, All right, cool. So, at... yeah, follow us there on yep. Twitter. All right, we are part of a musical group together. It's called Nowhere But Up. You can follow us on SoundCloud at Nowhere But Up Music. Uh, that was the a little ta- a little taste of our music was the uh, intro music today. Yeah, there's more of that, and although cut that out. I'm not cutting that out. <laughs> I'm gonna like purposefully put in a little. <laughs> That's all, folks. Damn it, Kimbra. <laughs> That's where we end. <laughs>